माई नेम इज तरल शाह एंड वेलकम टू माई पॉडकास्ट द जर्नी हेलो एवरी वन वेलकम टू द न्यू एपिसोड ऑफ द पॉडकास्ट टूडे वी हैव विद जेसिका पीटर हु इज अ फ्री लैंस फोटोग्राफर मेकअप आर्टिस्ट एंड एन आर्टिस्ट दैट्स अ लॉट ऑफ थिंग्स इन वन सो वेलकम टू द पॉडकास्ट हाउ आर यू डूइंग टूडे Doing great, Tarul. Thank you for having Uh, that was so crazy that was amazing <laughs> okay amazing is the word anyway so um, i know you were an artist when you uh, joined the college as a lecturer uh, how did you get motivated to draw and art in general because uh, it's not something that people usually uh, take it up as a career but they do it on the side and you were doing it on the side but how did all of it start every human being is an artist for example when you know you take the example of a little child before this child learns language or math or science or history the very first thing that a baby does is grabs a crayon or a piece of chalk and scribbles everywhere which means art is something innate and i don't think that you can learn it it is it is not something gained over a period of time it is something that's honed and practiced mm. but at the same time i believe that there is no such thing as oh i'm not a born artist and this person so and so is a born artist mm. and they're two very different things and i believe um that ever since i was a little baby my parents have always encouraged me to you know sort of pursue art along with everything else that i was doing with school work with everything else so that's something that you know that that held on to me like an anchor through you know throughout my teen years and you know even through work nice so uh, why did you take up teaching then in between when you had art with you why did you take it up right so that was my second passion and i know that um teaching is an art in itself and that was mm. something i did enjoy uh, engaging with people when i was in my high school we had to make these very tough career choices career based choices right so you had to study science or commerce or arts and um, when i picked the humanities i knew that this was a, a stream that enabled me to engage with other human beings i did not want to solely work with a machine mm-hmm. and for me teaching is that process of mm-hmm. engaging with human beings and honestly i have learned way more than i have taught and i think every every lecture that i have delivered i have had a lot of take home lessons mm-hmm. with me which really enabled me to work on myself as a person and and i think again when it comes to teaching being a natural trait i think every human being is a great teacher mm-hmm. because as parents we always see parents teaching children and grandparents Mm-hmm. you know uh, guiding grandchildren so i think um art and teaching sort of go hand in hand it is something that um helps us give back to society in a very unique way mm-hmm. and it can't be quantified you know so that's something i really enjoyed well that's a very valid point you make that uh, teaching in general is a art by itself and we usually take a lot uh, after every lecture maybe in good way or in a right. bad way 
so what are you currently doing what is your current uh, how do you describe your current state of work like my current portfolio consists of uh, my photographs mm. um, a lot of it having to do with portraiture mm. i work with uh, a, a tiny startup called two tone studios which i co lead and um, what we do is mostly portraiture we do weddings we love again engaging with human beings and this is something that again brings me back to that human connect um, which could be in forms of teaching or in terms of visual art mm. which connects or it impacts another human being um as so right now i am a photographer i'm a makeup artist and a fine artist and hoping to be a filmmaker soon wow oh where did all that start where did that come from because i have never had a conversation with you becoming a filmmaker this evolved recently um when at one point you start getting a little restless with just two dimensions mm. you know which is in terms of photos or a painting on a canvas mm. um and i wanted to break into that you know um y axis and i really wanted to just get into it i wanted to see movement and uh, uh, uh you know this this sort of dialogue happening because i i realized that now media is so impactful with with engaging with people again mm. and i know that a lot of young people love media rather than a lecture no offense <laughs> <laughs> well uh, i wouldn't take any offense because uh, nobody anyway listens to my class anyway anyway uh, so that's uh, that's actually interesting that you said about filmmaking uh, and you're already doing all of this uh, do you have any plans for filmmaking i wasn't going to get into this but mm. since you brought it up mm. um, currently looking at a filmmaking degree mm. overseas mm. um but with this slight uh, pandemic situation i don't mm. know everything's been put on hold <laughs> as of now but okay. uh yes so this is something i want to pursue um professionally but also with a degree so with mm. a certificate mm-hmm. and gives me the tools correct to, yeah. yeah to do this since you spoke about certificates uh i remember uh, one of my friend telling me that uh, she wants to become a makeup artist herself right. but she's only done makeup for her friends and families but when she wants to do it professionally clients do ask for certification so do you have any such certification when you are doing makeup uh, in general when you weigh the certificate in a balance hmm. um, i feel like a a paper certificate right <laughs> it always falls a little short hmm. of a portfolio okay interesting right? now i have studied my masters in english i am not a student of photography or filmmaking mm-hmm. however i did get accepted into one of the best photography and filmmaking universities in the world how with a portfolio now i don't have background in it i don't have academic background in it mm-hmm. but i did have a, a decent portfolio to to present to my admissions panel right mm-hmm. and i always think that whoever is interested in pursuing art they have to begin where they are mm. you really like i said this is not something you can learn no one can teach you mm. um they can guide you they can give you some tips and tricks but at the end of the day if you don't pick up your paint brush or your makeup brush or something and then start somewhere if you don't pick up a camera then you're not going to make it very far even with a certificate okay so portfolio is uh, the 
one of the best ways to go uh, and i can actually vouch on this also is because i have a friend of mine um, i don't think so he's done a course in filmmaking but he's a cinematographer in malayalam movie industry and he's done cinematography for uh, this movie called parva and now he's uh, doing his filmmaking course in uh, la i don't know which college but i think he's in la so yeah i, I do get the point that portfolio is uh, very important but see you were doing art you were teaching how did this photography and makeup artist like how did it all of it start like uh, i know for a fact that you had shared some pictures of you doing makeup for i think one of your maid uh, uh, but how did that translate into taking it professionally so i'm going to answer this in two ways um, i'm going to talk to you a little bit about how i got i fell in love with makeup mm. and a little bit about how i picked it as a profession i think it's two very different things yes. loving something and then doing it as a career i fell in love with makeup because we as human beings we live in a world of culture and beauty mm. any anything beautiful is something we get attracted to immediately um and i've seen this even among little children children Uh, attracted to anything beautiful and i'm not talking about cosmetic beauty i'm just talking about aesthetic beauty mm. a house that is beautifully decorated or mm. a garden or mm. you know something like that um human beings since we have always been drawn to beauty and this is something that women especially love uh, uh, you we mostly see i'm not going to generalize but we see, do see a lot of women um, enjoying um self care and and you know skin care and and beauty and stuff like that because we always want to polish ourselves make ourselves look a little better than we are um i know that there are a lot of people who say that oh it's all about inner beauty and you know makeup is just a mask um and but i do think that your makeup or what you look like it could even be getting up in the morning taking a shower is who you are on the inside ultimately if you are a person who is what do you say a little more careful with how clean you are on the inside you will practice that externally as well um uh i also believe that women and men these days do enjoy you know um look going out and having at least two or three people um you know just like observing them or complimenting them and i do think that it really boosts our self esteem uh getting compliments even from strangers and that helps us spend a little more time cleaning ourselves up making ourselves look really presentable i fell in love with makeup because i saw how happy people were when i did their makeup gave them the mirror they were really really pleased with the results and um a lot of them said oh i wish i looked this good on my wedding day or you know uh, i've done this with my mom and she's like oh but on my wedding day i didn't have all these things mm-hmm. and so i when even when you said um the little uh transformation i did with you know uh my help at home she was so thrilled she was a little skeptical at first her husband was like you know do you really want to do this mm. it looks kind of shady someone is saying i'll do your makeup mm. i'll do your pictures uh, but when i did it she was so happy that her husband took her out that night took her out to a nice dinner took her to a photo studio got their photographs taken because apparently on their wedding day they did not even have their couple photos taken oh my god such a confusion so i saw how happy she was and i've seen that every time you do somebody's makeup it's like you you're making them feel 10 times better and uh, i enjoy that feeling i really like to step back and look at it because that's my art mm. right now picking that as a career was a huge choice for me because like any 
middle class indian parents you know they were really against it they said you know uh, we educate you we do this and we do that and now you want to be a makeup artist you know and and that sort of looked at very differently in our mm-hmm. culture correct so they say oh makeup artist and then of course my parents had that concern as in like oh will you be able to get married or will you will people respect your work mm-hmm. because you're not working at a bank or you're not working at an it firm or you're not you know teaching anymore um but i was pretty convinced that this is something i could make a living out of mm-hmm. and um uh, uh, that took that plunge initially they were a little concerned but i think at this point they have come to terms that i'm not going back on mm-hmm. it so yes um so that's how i got into doing it as a full time beautiful and uh, do they ask you for any like when you go for like when you ask any clients certification yeah not really a lot of them approach me by looking at the pictures of makeup mm-hmm. that i've already done mm-hmm. initially it was a little scary because um i didn't have a portfolio mm-hmm. nor did i have a certificate but i did have youtube and let me tell you something the wealth of knowledge that's available on youtube <laughs> is like 15 universities put together correct right and you have all these different techniques and styles and it's amazing you can sort of curate what you want mm. you can watch that and you can practice it on yourself or other people and i'm sure that youtube has sort of democratized learning for us mm. uh, sort of made it available to everyone which is great um so i learned i learned a lot of it on youtube from international makeup artists from indian makeup artists and and i must say that i have learned a lot more than what i could have learned at probably one academy yeah so the well i agree that youtube in gen- in general right. has a lot of answers to the questions we have uh, sometimes a teacher might not be able to give all those answers right. but youtube definitely and not only one answer you get multiple different forms of answer how much of an influence was your paintings into photography and makeup wow okay so because i i know for a fact that you started painting first absolutely so uh usually when someone is really involved in one particular art form you try to get completely immersed into that you might know other art forms in general but you you will be like no abhi ke liye this is fine maybe later on so how did how did the transition happen and how much of it was an influence my dad is a fine artist oh part time because again you know all the society pressures not he even he didn't take the plunge so he always had this hobby of painting and mm-hmm. he always painted beautiful landscapes mm-hmm. he was uh, he was never a painter of people he was a little let's say a uh, uh, you know a little like scared of painting people because he, he always said i don't want to ruin anybody's face um <laughs> my dad always always try to encourage me to paint mountains and trees honestly taral till date i cannot paint a realistic tree i can't okay that's right so i have someone with me on this <laughs> <laughs> because i can't paint for nuts for sure. i kept going back to drawing faces eyes nose mouth and my father thought what a vain girl probably only drawing people's faces but i you know we had this little uh friction initially with this landscape versus portrait argument but initially it was tough and now he has kind of come to terms that okay my daughter will probably never paint a landscape and that's okay that way he doesn't have competition neither do I we are <laughs> yeah. very happy and when i came to painting portraits it's strange it it's sort of backwards when i started painting portraits i was really scared to start painting portraits but i start im- i started imagining them as painting an actual person's face mm. 
Now, makeup is actually painting someone's face, right? Correct. So, it, it was sort of backwards for me. I kept thinking, now, I'm painting this image of a person's face. It's sort of like doing makeup on canvas, except you have to also draw the eyes, nose and mouth. Well, so it was sense, of, yeah. Thanks. It was sort of backwards for me. Um, because throughout my teenage life, uh, my dad was like, paint landscapes, paint, paint landscapes. And finally, when I was able to come into my own, because, you know, when we you know only when at the age of probably 23 or 24, you actually start like, you know, taking a stand in your house and saying, I will do this and I will not do that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably when you start earning your own money, you know, um, uh, when you can actually sort of decide what you want to do. So Correct. I said I wanted to do portraits. By then I was already pretty good at makeup. Hmm. So it was sort of like a backwards journey for me. It was like doing makeup on canvas and hmm. hence a portrait. Very okay. interesting. Oh, so all you had to do is learn how to draw eye, nose, lips. And then do, and and that's it. And then that's it. Yeah, because uh, rest is the makeup, right? So uh, like do you draw portraits of men? I do. I have. Okay. There have been just some of the most beautiful paintings I've done. Um, mostly old men because that was commissioned work. Oh, uh, I had to draw okay. portraits of much older men. I, I thought that was your preference. Anyway, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, good one. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, coming... The, the, but this is the thing, right? When you do so many portraits of women, it's really difficult to stay rugged with men's portraits. I have done a few. Uh, I, I keep making them look so beautiful that I have to come back and sort of, you know, add some... Oh, imperfection oh, 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 oh. to make them look more believable. <laughs> okay, so uh, the, so the artist has spoken that men look hideous, <laughs> and uh, oh, it is fine. I yeah. think I think uh, very few men in this world can compete against the number of women that are good looking. Right. But but this is this is again uh, my viewpoint. I can be completely wrong. So viewers, that's left to you. Uh, it's a judgment call. And uh, but is there a difference? Like, uh, is there a difference in approach? Uh, in drawing a portrait of a man and a woman. You look at archaeologists and they look at a, a dry skull and they'll tell you, this is a 20-year-old female. I don't what? know how they do it. They do it. They look at it, they, they'll guess the age, they'll guess the sex of the person. They'll. So I think it, everything starts inwards. Uh, just like a painting. Painting a sketch, it begins with a rough sketch and then you sort of clean it up mm-hmm. into a, a portrait. And I think it begins with the initial lines. Uh, there's something called the yin and yang uh, composites that work in every phase uh, in being a female essence and yang being a male essence have you heard you seen the chinese symbol the white and black yeah, yeah, thing? yeah, yeah. that's called the yin and yang mm-hmm. right um so in the orient they believe that everything has a male and female energy to it it's an energy so even while drawing a portrait you need to decide how much of the female energy or how much of male energy you're really bringing in male energy being straight lines a, a broader bone structure mm. more angles in the face, more long lines, and a female structure being more of curves, uh, more softer lines, and a smaller face, and stuff like that. So, if as you're doing the initial sketch, you will have to decide how masculine or how feminine this portrait is going to be. That will sort of decide the end result. It's not it's not as crazy as it sounds, um, and we do this every day. We, we, we even, you know, when we look at our friends, we'll come to know how, how who has more in and who has more young. Um, and this sort of comes together. Again, like I said, it's art, right? It's all around us. And if you just stop for a moment to look around you, you will see so much 
inspiration that can inspire and influence what you're going to paint that day or the mood of the painting or the picture that you're going to click. And uh, I am not a technical person, let me tell you. I'm so bad at technique. Mm -hmm. But mm. where I lack in technique, I, you know, I sort of compensate with art. And I think art and technique come together. And in my team, I my colleagues, they are better <laughs> technically. So when we come together, it's mostly, you know, uh, I bring in the artistic vibes. They bring in the technical Thanks. lighting and yeah. stuff. So that really works. Well, that's a very, very, very good combination of art and technique. I was actually going to ask you, like, how technically you are uh, yeah, sorted. Yeah, time. so you saved my time. <laughs> now, uh, you spoke about the kind of different uh, theory behind of how you draw portraits. Uh, is it possible for you to imagine a portrait? Really good question, man. Actually, we, because we live in such a densely populated mm -hmm. place like Bangalore. India in general it, is very densely right? populated. And, and because you come across so many faces, mm -hmm. you just need to step out your balcony and you will see at least 50 people, right? Mm -hmm. At some point. Mm -hmm. It's so difficult to imagine something that is not already there. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of like this permutation combination of features that you've correct, already correct, seen. Correct, correct. And let me tell you something, because of the number of artists out there and because of the internet and because of Pinterest, you go on Pinterest and you look at portraits, you see so many of them, it's becoming, I think originality is becoming more of this, how do you, how do I put it? Um, not everything is so original anymore. I know mm. that there never was because mm. we all look at creation around us and we're sort of inspired by it. Mm. Um, the nature I think nature was the first inspiration for any uh, person to paint or draw or anything but because you've brought up portraits and because we see so many people coming into our space when we look at them it's really really difficult to come up with something new mm -hmm. um, and you will see yourself being drawn to a particular type of face and when I say type of face I mean if you look at any artist's work you'll see a particular pattern a mm -hmm. genre mm -hmm. of portraits that they do mm -hmm. uh, and and next time you see something similar you'll be able to guess okay this might be that artist mm -hmm. because eventually everyone comes down to that one favorite type of face it could mm -hmm. be an elderly man i know a mm -hmm. lot of people love those rajasthani paintings big turban big mm -hmm. mustache most of their work is like that or some people love these you know teenage girls you mm -hmm. know with like little you know saris or like a village girl sort mm -hmm. of thing and they keep coming back to that. I have not really figured out where I fall, but I do feel my style is quite clean. Mm. I don't like too much chaos in my work. Um, I have tried it. It doesn't come naturally to me, so it doesn't look that great. But I do love clean lines, very bold lines. And you can see that even in my photography, that I don't like too much of messy hair and I don't like um, a lot of messy makeup. And I know that a lot of people are good at that. I'm not, hmm. but I, this is something I prefer. I do prefer women with very clean lines. I do love photographing women because I, because being a woman, I want to show a photograph of a woman from a woman's perspective. Okay. Uh, can you elaborate on that? What do you okay. mean by that? Um, because I didn't get it, to be very honest. Um, so this is, how much time do we have? Okay, this is quite an interesting thing um that we I have at least a uh, <laughs> good 20 more minutes you can speak a lot uh this is all yours uh 
usually i speak a lot but yeah in my podcast i love people to speak <laughs> um okay so when it comes to art right when you look at say ancient indian art ancient indian paintings you a lot of people when they when they think about indian paintings is a lot of it is like this uh, raja ravi varma style of paintings a lot of uh, pauranic paintings yes right so you have a uh, gorgeous paintings of women from the ramayana or the mahabharata and they're depicted you know in these beautiful sarees are super curvy they're beautiful they have long hair and they have uh, you know um, like long legs and they you know they it's like they don't have a single scar on their body they don't have any stretch marks they don't have any uh, imperfections or any of any sort they don't have any hair they you know this like it's like they you know go get waxed every week or something like that there's absolutely <laughs> no hair and they're just so perfect they grow also coolos <laughs> right um and, or if you go to ancient indian sculptures mm-hmm. all the sculptures look pretty much the same the women are shown in this very curvaceous way mm-hmm. right clothing is sometimes there sometimes not there mm. you know it depends on the vibe of the place and mm. you know stuff like that but they are again shown with long hair mm. big eyes uh, a very curvy body and when you look at it all the artists back then were men because that time women were not given the opportunity to go out and do these things they were mostly at home they were keeping you know they were in the domestic life mm. having children taking care of them and stuff like that cooking and things like that but today since women have this opportunity to come out and and you know sort of express themselves i want to try and make my work quite genuine um you know um i know that men have this different idea about women and women are very different from that idea now men think that uh that women in magazine covers that's what they look like in real life you know but what i understand is not a lot of people look like that in real life mm. when you you know a lot of times you know we have had instances when you know the a couple gets married and the next day when she wakes up the husband is like okay she doesn't look like what she was looking like on the wedding day so so we have had a lot of instances where there's a certain expectation for women in society and uh, in a patriarchal society when we live women are expected to be slim or you know beautiful in general and have nice long hair i've never seen a guy who said oh yeah i like a girl in short hair very rarely because mostly men like long hair and you know it's a sign of femininity it's a sign of yeah yeah, yeah i get you and it's it's understandable because even you know, women like men who are masculine and rugged and you know bearded and yeah. all that uh, so what i want to do is i want to sort of posit this women's expression of women's beauty to the patriarchal expression of women's beauty i'm not mm. saying that by saying oh don't brush your teeth or you know women should not comb their hair or i'm not saying that i'm not talking about hygiene mm. i'm just saying that women can also have a a a, a platform of expression mm. and for me photography is that when i come up and i mostly like to shoot women because i love the female energy in my photographs mm. um i shoot women and and i and i've seen that the way they respond to me because i'm a female photographer is so different the energy of the place is different Mm. women feel and i've had a lot of models come and say this that we were really comfortable shooting with them now mm. i don't do nudes mm. i don't do boudoir i don't do bikini shoots mm. um i i i stay away from that because i know that there are a lot of people who are doing that anyway mm-hmm. what i want to do is i want to show a woman beautiful who is still clothed who is still uh, in her comfort zone and um 
you know because also here's the thing that a, a lot of my photography my photography work and my fine art work rests on these three pillars i have vowed mm. not to do nudity mm. i vowed not to do anything which is religiously controversial mm. and i'm not i'm not going to do anything which is controversial to our political and our societal <laughs> norms in india because we have already too many people doing that yeah, yeah, yeah. too much uh, what do you say there's too much chaos already yeah, yeah. what i want to do is i want to create work which is like pg13 you know mm. i want some day if a child walks in to my gallery show i should not say oh come back when you're 18 yeah right i want it, it should be accessible for everyone to everyone and yeah. I, and i wanted to create a very positive atmosphere where people will say oh jessica's work i felt really good saying that mm-hmm. it made me feel beautiful and also the fact that it even after 30 40 years it should be relevant and i i never want to put myself in a in a position where i should not be thinking oh what if someone puts his me too case on me you know at some point <laughs> when i'm old you know some model should not come up and say that oh you know i i was very uncomfortable with the issue yeah so my my sole intent for photographing women is to put them in a space where they are super comfortable mm. where i'm not expecting anything that they don't want to do yeah right? so i i get your point like uh, even when i'm writing jokes uh, i right. stay away from most i used to write i'm not saying i've never written <laughs> i've written jokes which are controversial politically religious right. i've written i'm not saying that but i don't perform it on stage in general uh because i want like if i'm writing a joke today that joke should be relevant even after 10 20 30 years so i i get your point and also everyone should be able to enjoy it should not be like only 18 year old and about should come so yeah so i get your point uh, but as much as the problem is the fact that uh, our society in general is very conservative right. like uh, usually uh, profanity right. i don't use profanity but the fact that even sex is considered to be taboo for a uh, school children for school children i think that's that's ridiculous you know school children are in stupid anymore they know what is happening <laughs> so uh, and i'm pretty sure uh, they know much more than what we think so uh, i think uh, it's high time that we stop we start respecting that they know it and address the things uh so yeah so this is my point of view anyway uh, I, i agree with what you're saying I, the part about it being relevant i think that's so true yeah so i i totally get your point and that i think that that's the best way to go according to me uh and i think a lot of them will say this is the best way because there's no point getting into controversy as so many people are already doing it uh <laughs> and <laughs> facing a lot of heat about it um uh, now you spoke about uh your art you have also spoken about photography spoke about makeup artist and you also spoke about the fact that in future you want to become a filmmaker right. now uh, all of these three things you are managing at the same time at any point of time did you have any financial struggle or how was it to get into the industry and survive because i know for a fact that in a country like ours and i know because i've i also have been doing stand up for quite some time and the month, there is a lot of struggle there is a lot of effort you need to put so i'm pretty sure that's the same in every art form uh, any art form industry so how was it for you i think you hit the nail on its head by bringing up financial struggles because think about it coming from a middle class family right this is probably the reason you take your education seriously because some day you know that in case you should be able to support yourself um but again like any 
any artist, any struggling artist. And I think this struggling artist stereotype is so true because most artists are struggling at some point or the other and for large seasons in life. Um, uh, initially, it's it was really tough. It was so tough, but I was young. So I kind of got away with it. Because you're straight out of college, you're still living on your parents' allowance and, mm, uh, mm. you know, sort of they're, t- they're paying all your bills. Correct. Right. Nothing. You don't have to pay rent. You don't have to pay any bills, right? You're just living off of them. Um, so initially, it was easy. But, you know, as you as you get older, your parents do expect you to sort of wean off from them, right? Mm. Uh, uh, I, I would not say that this is a job that will give you this fat paycheck at <laughs> every month. It's, it's, it's not. Mm. It is such a huge gamble. Mm. Um, you have to play with the hand you're dealt. Okay? And you're not always dealt well. Mm. Um, but I've noticed one thing. Uh, I, my colleague, he always encourages me whenever I'm ready to give up. And that has happened so many times, Tarun. I'm, I have not told this to many people, but there have been times when I've just wondered, like, do I drop this? Do I go get a job? Mm. Because there have been times when you don't have work for like an entire month. Mm. Of course, I'm still living with my folks and that's different. But if I was not living with them, what would be my case? Would I be hungry for a month? Right? But he has always been super encouraging and he's mm. always said, hey, good times will come. You know, True. hang on, at least be happy your parents are there. But... Just don't don't give up, right? Because mm. he always says you're you're like the best among us. If you give up, then what do we do? Mm. Like, so I've I've always been encouraged by that. And I'm gonna tell this to anyone who's listening to this and is like super excited and wants to quit their job and become a photographer. Think very hard about it. Um, <laughs> and why I'm saying this is because it's not it's not a dream future. It's a struggle and it will be a struggle until and unless you establish yourself and that takes a lot of hard work. But what I suggest is people who are very inspired to do this and they're willing to take that risk, make sure that first, you have a little bit of savings to fall back on. Secondly, if you're a student and you don't have savings and you want, you're straight out of college, you want to start doing photography full time, I, I suggest talk about it with your parents They'll probably say no, but okay, most most of them will. They'll freak out. Talk to them about it. See if you can intern under a photographer where you learn everything, mm-hmm. where you don't have to bear the financial struggles of the mistakes that your mentor is making. Watch your mentor make the mistakes. Learn from those mistakes. Then establish yourself. Um, however, what I do believe is if you if you know people in the industry, capitalize on that. Um, if if there is if there is someone a family friend who's mm. doing wildlife photography, just talk to your parents, go off with them, mm-hmm. spend a weekend somewhere, you know, mm. do something. And initially you won't get paid. Mm. No one's going to pay you. You're lucky if you get like 10, 20,000, like that's like big money. Um, mm. You're very fortunate. Mm. Uh, it's it's not a steady job. But I'll tell you something. When everyone's getting ready to retire, you will shine. Um, and I've seen this happen to a lot of artists. Initially, people give up on them. They see they are usually the outcasts in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like that one person in your friend group who can't afford anything. Mm-hmm. But at some point when everyone thinks, okay, I'm reaching midlife crisis. I might get laid off from my work. Mm-hmm. I have to keep, you know, studying, passing exams. Uh, otherwise, I might have problems. Some junior will overtake me in my mm-hmm. career. 
you will never have to worry about that because you will keep gaining experience that no one else can give you that no textbook can give you that no exam can give you mm. and at at 45 years when everyone is like almost wiped out from work mm. you will be traveling the world and you will be having a great time and that's the time when you know you'll you can really chill and i believe that our work should culminate into an empire someday oh it's that's not, beautiful it's not start big and end up in a very small place somewhere i think start small because you have youth on your side now now mm. you're young you can make mistakes mm-hmm. you can't afford to make mistakes at 55 so i'm saying make all those mistakes now at 55 you will shine uh, but if you're not sure i say take time think think really hard because it's a struggle and uh, at a lot of times you have to be at the mercy of other people right mm. like your parents um you have to stay on their mm. under their roof for some time and that's fine but if that's something you really want that's great if you have a lot of uh, questions you you can you know get in touch with me and i'll be happy to answer them because i don't want to bore taral <laughs> sorry taral getting so emotional for me right now is <laughs> uh, no, no. uh, really feeling sorry for me thinking better hold out to my teaching job no not exactly <laughs> i mean yeah i love teaching so i will definitely stick on to it but i get your point and uh, it's a great advice you've given in terms of anyone who's going to start off their career that uh, this is absolutely true that you will shine when others are in others have lost their uh, what do you call it? i'm not getting that word uh, there's a uh, the gas in them right. like, like when they are completely out of energy like i see uh, some of my friends who are in corporate and the kind of work they do you lost all the hair taral uh, even i'm losing hair but that's how it is that's because you teach millennials for a living no i i don't find that uh, in terms of see that's what i'm saying also in terms of uh, I I I get to chill. I get two months of summer vacation. I know night shift. I know night shift never. And it. and every public holiday is a holiday. <laughs> like yeah. like corporates like no. Uh, you have like some uh, what do you call like Ganesh Chaturthi. Yeah. Need, need not be a holiday for corporate because uh, they might not be following in the bracket of celebrating. So I'm like for us as well. We get Ganesh Chaturthi. We also get Ramzan. We also get Long so break, yeah. yeah. So so the point being is that. Uh, teaching is a lot of responsibility but since i love it i don't feel the stress of it mm-hmm. so same thing with the art there is a lot of like as you said there is struggle but uh, the only thing is i would advise anyone who wants to take up any art form don't romanticize your uh, struggle don't romanticize just keep working at it just keep doing at it don't keep telling that you did this 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 rather just do it and it will talk itself so uh, i think uh, and all of us have everyone has a struggle period if you look at the biggest of the biggest artists in the world they never say that they struck they had a struggle they were struggling they were rather saying that oh i was getting good enough job that i could feed my family or whatever so uh, and i was actually going to ask you what are the advice you want want to give you already gave that you have answered a lot of questions in one question which is good uh, it saves my time of asking those questions but uh, So yeah, that's all about it. You, uh, so to the viewers, uh, Jessica started as a fine artist. Okay, makeup artist. Fine artist. Uh, then she taught uh, English literature for some time. Uh, then she quit that, took up photography uh, with fine art at the same time, and also started doing makeup. And uh, she's been doing well. Uh, I've seen her work. Uh, she's been doing well. 
yes obviously there are ups and downs and uh, that is part of any artist life and now she's getting into filmmaking and uh, this is something i would like to tell about her is that uh, she's got a very good eye of creativity i've seen her some of the art she has done apart from that she also plays ukulele yeah. uh, so uh, whatever thing you want to do do it uh, that's something i like about her that if she feels this is something i want to do she does it and i think if in case anyone wants to do something don't worry about anything just pick it up do it doing it professionally requires a lot of thinking but if you like doing something do it don't wait for anyone youtube is a good source as she said uh, i totally agree with that uh, you can learn most of the things but if you want to be a stand up comedian jokes will not youtube will help you <laughs> understand how jokes have been uh, told by someone but writing is completely by yourself i don't know why i brought stand up into this anyway uh, so that's it been from this episode of the podcast the journey stay tuned for the next episode every episode will be released on sunday uh, stay tuned for the next episode take care stay safe in this pandemic and bye bye